0: Hello, everybody. This is episode 69 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal, De Quincy. Hello, everybody. All right. Well, uh, I'm feeling pretty good today. De How are you feeling today? I'm yeah. awesome. Been, uh, been getting a lot of stuff lately, right? of, uh, you know, trying to keep up with my exercise routine. Um, started yoga over the weekend. That was interesting. It's very relaxing, very relaxing. Um, but uh, I say all this because I'm trying to get myself into shape, and uh, talking about staying in shape, you know, one thinks of people who have to be in shape because they have to literally run around in their underwear every night. Uh, talking about professional wrestling, of course, and the professional wrestlers uh, who have to look good in, in their underwear each and every night. Uh, it's a horrible segue
1: I'm really just sitting here like where are you going with this <laughs> cause uh, you lost me
0: we can only start over nope right. No. Nope, you've started this we'll keep on going well we haven't talked about wrestling in a couple of weeks um it's been a month I guess since Wrestlemania just about and we're already uh, we're what three or four days away from the Extreme Rules pay-per-view.
1: We are? That's it. Oh, this is going to be an interesting uh, podcast, not only for the listeners, but for me as well, because I have not watched wrestling since <laughs> the Monday Raw after WrestleMania. I've been too busy between workouts and the uh, working at the Astros to pay attention. So this is, this is going to be fun for both of us.
0: Well, it's okay. I mean, it's uh, a lot of... Uh not necessarily rematches, but um, some retreads, but still quality matches. I think overall, um, you know, going into this pay per view, you know, obviously this these pay per views aren't going to get the same kind of build and attention that WrestleMania would typically get or any of the other big four pay per views. But on paper, I really think this is a pretty good. Pay per view, you know, lined up. I mean, there's some really good matches. There's quite a few stipula- stipulations for some of these matches, which um, which makes which makes each match a little more interesting. Uh, and. I don't know, it just it feels like there's... I don't know, it feels different this time. Like, they're really setting the tone for something interesting going forward.
1: Why do I feel like we always have that conversation? They're finally doing something different, and it always ends up the same. Well, not different per se, I'm sorry. Um,
0: but they're... I don't know, it seems like they have a better idea compared to last year, what they want to do. Um, and... I think the part of it is because they don't necessarily have their WrestleMania main event lined up a year in advance, like they did last year. Mm-hmm. I think the way everything was set up after last year's WrestleMania, um, they were essentially setting the table for this year um, and had a, had that firmly in place. Where this year doesn't feel like that. I mean, it could be you could kind of go all over the place with these matches and and where they will carry forward, you know, into the summer and then, you know, into next year. Um, but, uh, this, I, like I said, this is, I think it's going to be a good pay-per-view in terms of like the quality of matches. You know, some, again, some of these matches are guys that we've seen face each other time and time again. I get that. Uh, but it, to me, for some reason, I don't know why I can't explain it, but it just, there's some sort of freshness about it at the same time. Um, I think part, you know, I think I can explain a couple of those matches as we go along. But let's get it started. Um, yeah, let's jump into it now. I guess the first place we can start is what's probably going to be the pre-show match. Just kind of sad because there's a title involved, titles involved. But we're looking at Tyson Kidd and Cesaro defending their WWE Tag Team Championship 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 against. The New Day.
1: Um, I'm looking at Wikipedia, so I'll take that with a grain of salt. But so far, it's shown that that will be
0: the pre-show match. Yeah. Meet The New Day. Same as the old day. Uh, My question, like, going into this is, who's the heel going into this match? Uh, If you're listening to this and you haven't really been following, like, you may have. Like, like you, for instance. uh, You might think... Well, naturally, the New Day is going to be the face and Tyson and Kidd and Cesaro are the heels. It's just mm-hmm. how it's been. But, it's not how it's been. Um, since WrestleMania, man, uh, the fans have you know, voiced their opinion. Rightfully so, at uh, this time. Because it's something that everybody, myself included, has been clamoring for for months when they teased it in a big way last summer. Uh, the New Day turning heel. And... They went a completely different direction, tried to force it down our throats, and...
1: Shucking and jiving Negroes. Pretty much. That's not the N-word I wanted to use.
0: That's pretty much what they've been trying to force down our throats, and it hasn't worked. Everybody's resisted. Even myself. We've all resisted this New Day uh, experiment. And it looks like they're, they're finally turning them heel. They... They won the opportunity to face Kid and Cesaro on Monday Night Raw, beating the Lucha Dragons, who were from NXT, uh, for the number one contender spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat him via count-out with mm-hmm. Xavier Woods holding <laughs> or hiding under the ring and holding Sin Cara's feet as he was trying to get back in the ring. Well, you know what they say, it ain't cheating if you don't get caught. And clearly, they were able to get away with it. Uh, but it, th- stuff like that—that that, you know—shows people, okay, w- we're we're not going to take it anymore. We're we're cleaning the slate essentially. We're starting over. We're gonna we're gonna try these guys you as talk, heels. You talk about a, a slow burn. That's what happened. Oh, you're gonna like, believe
1: it. Uh, how long has it been since they've been they you know put this group together? They came out all. With the promos, with the singing church choir behind them, I have talked to you before about this. I feel like the WWE writers they have no people of color. Basically, it's it's just twelve white guys writing and thinking what they what they think black people or Hispanic people or women should act like. Sure. It's so
0: it's so stupid. It's stale. It's very stale. Um. And I'm not saying, and, and I've talked to you about this as well. Uh, it's recently. like
1: black guys only have two options: either they're the happy jumping around, shucking and jiving group, or the the militant black people. That's it. What There's just two mean. options. Yeah, um, they don't have the character development that you see out of the other guys. It's like it's just ridiculous. Right. It's and 2015, t- and you're still bringing out the same um, strategies that you use in 1965. Church choir. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, and I've talked to you about this, you know, off air in the past or recently that I think it's great that they're finally going with the New Day as a heel faction, but they don't necessarily have to go full black militant on the fans. You know, if, if they have concerns, you know, as whatever that is, whatever the case is for them uh, not sticking with the original heel term many months ago. You know, whatever the reasons were I think you can you could have still turned them heel without having to be so you know rigid and you know militaristic the way that it was kind of being set up initially these guys can just be uh, they can use this kind of inspirational type of you know gimmick but uh when, when things are going their way, they get mean. They get a mean streak, and they, they beat people up. Um, initially, that was kind of how Bo Dallas was. He was supposed to be this inspirational guy. And when things didn't go his way, he got, you know, gotten a fit, and, you know, he got aggressive. And I think that would be perfect for a group like that, like the New Day. So it's going to be an interesting match, in, you know, regardless, because uh, you're going to have four really good athletes, really good wrestlers in the ring. Um, putting on a a pretty... I I, I have hope that it'll be a pretty good entertaining... It'll be an entertaining way to kick off uh, the night.
1: So who do you have laying?
0: I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say the New Day. I think they're going to revisit... or uh, Yeah, I guess revisit this... You know, the events of Monday Night Raw, of them costing the Lucha Dragons the opportunity to, to face... Kid and Cesaro at the pay-per-view. Oh, wow. And I think that's going to set up the Lucha Dragons' first feud. Because, I, you know, I'm glad that they're not facing Kid and Cesaro right away. Because I think it's the still... The Lucha Dragons, correct? Right. I think it's still too early for to put the straps on the Lucha Dragons. And I think this will be a good spot for the New Day. A good transition for this new babyface tag team. Alright.
1: So,
0: who do you have? I have the New Day
1: just because... I feel like sometimes they treat these belts like um, like candy. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. Here's one for you. Um, you get a piece. You get a piece. You get a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. Um, but how long has
0: Kinsasaro held for the championship? Uh, they have held the titles since January, I believe. And they didn't even defend it by
1: WrestleMania, did they?
0: They did, and the, on the pre-show. As oh,
1: well. okay. But that was a, wow. How can
0: that's two pay-per-views were on the pre-show? Yeah. And it was a uh, like a tag team turmoil match. They, you know, they went up against uh, the New Day. They went up against the Matadors, and they also went up against the Usos, um, who were no more for the next six months at least. Um, and that's. You know, that's going to be interesting to see how they, you know, set up the Lucha Dragons going forward as, you know, now the incumbent top babyface tag team. Uh, unless they do a double, a, a double, uh, double turn with Kid and Swallow and somehow make them babyfaces. But I think they've got a pretty good hold of being arrogant heels for the time being. And uh, I think that's where they should stay for the time being. Uh, but you know it's they're setting up the Lucian Dragons to you know to to be the good guys and, and rightfully so at this point. Yeah, because so they get a huge no one else. They get a huge
1: crowd reaction when they come out.
0: They do? And frankly there's no one else until the
1: Usos, you know, are back full strength. And we'll when whatever happens with that situation. Yeah. Um what's the next match? Uh,
0: I guess we can look at I'm not sure, you know, I don't know what the order will be, but... Oh, it doesn't matter. big Yeah, let's talk about the... Let's talk about the Divas title match. Okay. I think it's going to be... Um, again, this is another... Another uh, retread type of match. Tentatively. Uh, it's supposed to be champion Nikki Bella defending her title against Paige, who two weeks ago won a, a Battle Royal on Raw to become the number one contender. Uh, what happened was she won the battle royal in her home country of, of England. And after the match she was attacked by Naomi, who suddenly has turned heel. Uh, she felt slighted that she wasn't in line for a, a title shot, mm-hmm. even though she racked up wins against the Bella Twins, you know, on an individual basis. Uh, so They're trying to push Paige out of the equation for the time being. Uh, She was attacked and is, quote-unquote, injured. Who knows? Is she really injured? Uh, No, she's actually getting ready to go film a movie Um. with The Miz. So there's a good chance that I think I'd rather be injured when I think I'm shooting (laughs) a movie with The Miz, but that's just me. Hey, I I don't blame you. So it's, it's shaping up to be... Shaping up to be Nikki versus Naomi uh, instead for the Divas title because uh, they have kept Paige off TV, they kept her off TV all week uh, following that that attack and Naomi's definitely been pushing for you know the shot or for for that spot.
1: Which one is Naomi? That's the one that's married to the Usos. Yes. All right. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that for She's married to Ann Uso, not the Uso. She's married to Jimmy Uso, <laughs> the one who's not injured. Her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she's, she has her heel turn. She's going against Nikki, who's also a heel. Right. So, again, this is another who's the heel
0: in this match. Both for heels. Next question. Okay. <laughs> uh, honestly, I like this matchup right now because, I mean, we have, again, we've seen Paige and Nikki go at it uh, for the past few months. And I think we need to use something new, right? Step away from that feud for now or from that matchup. You can always revisit that matchup anytime down the line. Um, that could you know, if Nikki were to keep improving, that could very well be. And now that AJ Lee is retired, that could very well be next year's Divas Championship match at WrestleMania.
1: Did we talk about AJ Lee retiring? We
0: did not, she was tired like. Two days after WrestleMania? Yeah, that was very odd. I
1: mean, she got her she got a WrestleMania money and then bounced. Pretty much.
0: Um, there was rumors that she might be pregnant and that she was stepping away at the ripe age of twenty-eight. Uh, but the the more uh, the more obvious reason is just the the tension um that's still Ongoing between WWE and CM Punk, her husband,
1: and currently one of the WWE doctors um,
0: is suing Punk for defamation of character. Yes, that Call Banner podcast uh, was pretty damning. Uh, if this is actually true, uh, well, regardless, I mean,
1: even if it's not true, to get this, so for someone to say that about a
0: doctor, you know, <laughs> he made some pretty damning accusations. that he
1: he didn't have. Um, Punk's best interest in mind, he cared more about just getting him out there and performing for the company. That's a that's a damning accusation. Right. You know.
0: Misdiagnosing him time and time again, uh, pumping him full of antibiotics unnecessarily. And for a staph infection that could have killed him. Right. Um and so this guy assumed Punk and Colt Cabana as well. Oh, well, assuming Colt too? Yeah. Because yeah. Colt yeah. Cabana, you know, provided the platform and it's you know it's a pretty uh tactically I mean it's smart because Colt Cabana has no way near the money that Punk does to to keep fighting uh but it's a pretty it's and it's man that's a pretty uh cold-blooded move as well it's because of home. that fact. because Kolkata doesn't have the kind of resources CM Punk does Um, uh, and WWE is, from what I understand, they're not, you know, they're they're making their their legal team available to this guy. Uh, so while the company itself isn't suing CM Punk, mm-hmm. uh, they are providing the resources to help someone who is, uh, which is again leading to a lot of tension. And this guy's a doctor. I mean, how how can AJ Lee trust him completely if these accusations are true as well? So that's kind of you know where they stood, and it kind of forced AJ Lee into retirement, which is a shame. But um, you know, at the same time, there's still there's plenty of uh, women coming up from NXT who are going to make an impact. Um, and while yeah, her presence will be missed. Um, it's not the same division anymore. You're actually you're. They're going to bring up actual wrestlers and not just models turned into wrestlers. Um, so the the Divas division will will continue to th- well, th- continue it, to
1: roll on. It it won't stop because one person, um, quit right, it. to she she left actually- the company on
0: much better terms than her husband did. Oh no doubt. I mean they they gave her the red carpet treatment. Exiting. I mean, they tweeted about it and thanked her. The company did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they, they made mention of it on Raw, on SmackDown, and everything. I mean, they've really. It was very classy on both parts, I think. It was a, a 180
1: from what happened with CM Punk. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, but back to Nikki and Naomi. Mm-hmm. I like this matchup. Uh, Nikki, as I've said, is, or as I felt, has been improving. She's still not, I mean, when someone like Charlotte from NXT and Sasha Banks come up from NXT to the main roster, Nikki will not be as, she's nowhere near as good as those two performers. Um, But right now, with the current women that are, you know, on the main roster, she's actually not a bad performer. Uh, And Naomi is truly probably one of the most athletic divas in the division, in all of wrestling right now. I mean, she is uh, just, she, you know, she knows how to toss herself around, uh, jump from, you know, jump from the ropes. Um, she gets height with her uh, rear view finishing. She- Can we talk about that? Because this was
1: um, on the GP podcast. Peter Rosenberg point out that. Is it your favorite finishing move of all time? If it was done to me, I would enjoy <laughs> it Mentally, Please don't let in, in my girlfriend hear that. But still, it's like she needs to change her fantasy move. The rear view, I mean, running into a fat butt isn't exactly a dangerous and harmful fantasy move. I,
0: I don't know if it's a – I mean, there's a lot of momentum coming from that, that derriere, man. But if, but if you're, you're running, right running, at it, I don't
1: remember her running. She like just jumps and spins into you. She's not really running. You're the she's one that's kind of like, jumping back. Yeah, and you're while the while you're running. while you're running at her. Yeah, at her butt, which is like out of all of her body, the softest part. I don't know. I mean, if she does a lot of squats, it could be pretty firm. It still would be the softest part to run into, even if it was firm. Well, compared to like an actual
0: bone, like yes, an elbow, yes. it's or some, knee. It's
1: the the smallest part of your body that you're running into and you fall down like you got shot. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. You, I mean, there is. I, part you, of the I t- can't take a, a someone who's a, a champion, <laughs> even a Diva champion. I can't take them seriously with the furniture that does involve. I'm gonna jump. You're gonna run into my behind and fall down. I'm gonna get the pin. I can't. I just can't accept that.
0: Fair enough. Uh, you know, it's. I think it's a great finisher still, but um. You know, still not the worst finisher. That's indeed. true as well. Mm-hmm. So far,
1: the worst one I have is the Dirty D Deeds. It's just a DDT now. Uh,
0: well, I'll, I'll show you Rollins' new finisher later on, um. And we can re- we can revisit that argument, <laughs> but um. Uh,
1: while we're on the subject of talk, uh Finch, let's talk about that. The WWE banned the curb stomp.
0: Unofficially, officially banned the curb stomp. Because there's reports saying that um, it's not necessarily banned, but it's highly discouraged at the moment. So I would say unofficially, officially banned.
1: Just like um, Randy Orton's punt. Which is bad. He never does it, even if he sets up for it. No, he doesn't use that anymore. Um, I just think it's stupid. Why did you let him have this furniture move for so long? Like, you knew the guy was jumping on, guy, on
0: guy's well, head, but really, he'd get him in the shoulder and slam him down to the ground. It's it's the dumbest call ever because he is in the middle of the, his most important run as a, as a performer. That first title run... Is where you make the most money. It's where you, you know, everybody from Steve Austin to Jericho, all of these guys have said your first run. Jr. said the first title run is the money is the the big time money maker. And you pulled this guy from the Indies. You molded him into the performer that you wanted. This is how we perform in WWE. This is what you're gonna do. And you allow him to do this move for so long, like you said. And it's not like he started doing it a
1: month ago. I know you've been watching him do this move in the developmentally. Absolutely. You, I know behind the scenes you've had trainers watch him do this and perform it time and time
0: again. It's Why didn't anybody I say anything, something then? It's insane that they're doing this. I mean, this is right in the middle of his most important run. It would be like if you went out there and
1: played football with a helmet made out of uh, hamburger meat. And eight games of the season, they say, well, hold on, John, you got to go up there and change your helmet. Why are you just doing this now?
0: Yeah. It's it's ridiculous because, you know, now he has to worry about the responsibilities of actually being the world heavyweight champion, uh, what that entails as a performer, as an actual representative who, you know, has to make the rounds promoting, you know, actually doing legitimate promotion, for the events, you know, as they tour. Um, and now this guy has to worry about figuring out the right finishing move um, to maintain your top status. This is a move that looks good on everybody. This move looks effective on Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. It looks effective on Randy Orton, John Cena, Brock, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. This is a move that, when executed, looks devastating on everyone. It's, and not a lot of finishers can works, say that.
1: It works on every level.
0: And for you to take that away from this guy is just... Idiotic? Stupid? Idiotic. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll agree right there. Man, it's frustrating watching, to hear that. Uh, but hopefully this is just something temporary. You know, a lot of it is they are... Apparently concerned about head injuries based on all the actual lawsuits that are coming up let's be honest they don't care about head injuries they care about not being sued
1: right because they care it's the same thing in nfl if you cared about air, about head injuries
0: you wouldn't just now be taking care of it yeah no you're absolutely right and of these lawsuits are pretty bogus to begin with but there's too much attention going you know on it so Man, you're making this stupid change. Uh, back to, to Nikki and, and Naomi. Uh, I think Nikki's going to keep the title for now. hmm I think. Um, I, th- I. I think they're they're still trying to set something up bigger for Nikki for the time being, you know, or leading up to like SummerSlam. Where I think she'll eventually drop it there, uh, but right now, I, I, and it's unfortunate because I do like Naomi. I do like her as a performer, uh, but uh, just it, it's not her time yet. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Nikki on this one.
1: Uh, I'm gonna stick with Nikki as well. I can just oh, gonna, oh I can, I want to think about the match. Off. I just imagine like um, one of those reality TV shows where the girls just you know whale on each other. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm picturing right now. With a lot of screaming, you bitch, and slapping back and
0: forth. And it'll be nice if they actually continue with the feud. That be, I, I, I won't be mad at that, for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Neither will I. Give him a next match. Alright, let's see. The next one we can talk about. Let's talk about Roman Reigns and the Big Show. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Again, another retread match, something we've seen time and time again. Uh, But this time, there is a a stipulation to this match. It's a last man standing match. (laughs) Um, We've seen the big show in plenty of last man standing matches. This will be Reigns' first last man standing. I think the last match of the, the last Last Man Standing match Big Show was in was uh, when he lost the World Heavyweight Title to then Alberto Del Rio on SmackDown, uh, which was an interest was a pretty cool finisher. Del Rio, who's now on the Indies as Alberto El Patron, uh, you know, fought Big Show and. He uh, dropped the big show behind the, the announcer's desk, announcers' desk, and uh, rolled it on top of him. <laughs> so he he couldn't make the ten count and won the title. But uh, so, you know, this is going to be an I think this is going to be an interesting match for Reigns because it'll be his first like stipulation match, you know, his his first gimmick match, uh, where I think it, it'll give. It'll give the audience a good chance to see uh, to see some more aggression from Roman Reigns, uh, even more so than what he brought at WrestleMania, which, you know, whatever you have to say about the guy, he really put it all on the line against Lesnar and, and did as best as he could, I think, to make it as brutal uh, as, as that match could have been. Mm-hmm. While still coming up short, which, you know, was is fine as well. So, I'm interested in this match. I think it'll be... I'm interested in the potential brutality that, that awaits.
1: All I can say is I hope that this match is not first because it will put me to sleep. <laughs> I am not... Um, i can tell you, we've seen this match way too many times over the past six weeks. Um, sure. Is there any doubt in your mind
0: that Reigns is going to win? Not at all. I, I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. That, uh, And that's how it should be. You know, he needs the victory well, much more than the big show needs. I agree um, there. And so this would be a nice setup for him to, you know, to go forward and make his climb back to the top. So, you know, safe to say we've both got brains. Uh, but I'm more, like I said, I'm more interested in, in the brutality that that could uh, that could ensue. You just want to see things break
1: and that smash announce table go down and go down hard. Is you? this
0: the match where the fancy or the the uh, smash announce table goes down? If I was a betting man, I pick this one. Okay. All right, I'll I'll make a note of it. Done, done and done. Give me my next
1: match, my friend
0: all right let's look at um this is actually this is one that i'm it's going to be another interesting one and uh probably even more brutal than big shown reigns
1: mm-hmm.
0: what is it coming? talking dean ambrose versus luke harper the chicago street fight these guys have been going at it the signs of the Chicago street fight. This is a regular street fight, right?
1: Yeah, a, are they in Chicago? They are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, there, it makes sense.
0: This might be my favorite match of the night. These guys have been going at it nonstop since WrestleMania. Since Luke Harper killed Dean Ambrose with that powerbomb through the, the ladder during the Intercontinental ladder match.
1: Sometimes you just gotta go through ladders, people.
0: That was one of the scariest
1: moves I've seen in a long <laughs> oh, time. Oh this. my god, I thought, literally, he was dead. Never to be seen again.
0: It, 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 man, just, I think because a lot of the power bombs that we've seen onto ladders, the ladders never budge, but this mm-hmm. one, like, completely caved in.
1: Yes, I, I was surprised that he was... That they didn't stretch, uh, put him on a stretcher back to, to the back. It was yeah, amazing that he had the uh, willpower to walk after that.
0: Oh man! But he's you know he's he's a tough guy. He's been through pretty brutal matches on the Indies, so um, I guess he's used to it by now. But this is going to be a pretty intense match, and these guys, Luke Harper, um, at times is is uh described as a pretty rough guy to work with um, how so he doesn't hold back as much as you would like from a big guy like that um he's pretty pretty tough a pretty stiff worker I think is the best way to put it stiff uh his punches are like he he doesn't pull back is that what you mean yeah yeah he, he's pretty he's pretty physical he's he's More physical than you'd probably like um, for a wrestling match. He's a a throwback. He really is a throwback to, to, you know, 70s and 80s wrestlers who were were in it to really fight at times, man. They really, uh, really would throw down. And Ambrose is tough as nails. And it has just the makings for a brutal, brutal match.
1: It's one of those things where
0: <laughs> Ambrose
1: is going to be in there. He's going to take a real punch and be like, man, this ain't real. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. I got to go out after this. Um, um, I think this is the most underrated match.
0: Because I wouldn't be surprised if this is the one that steals the show. Could very well. I mean, they're going to use weapons. They're going to pipe all over the place. Um. Ambrose is going to dive from every elevated spot he can, I think, in the arena. Question about
1: Ambrose. You just said that and made me think of something. When will he... How many more years do you think he can keep this up? This relentless um, lunatic fringe? Yeah, lunatic (laughs) um... I'm looking for, not ruthless, but uh, reckless. Uh, Um... he is because he, it's it's kind of to me watch him put his body through this. It makes me think of Jeff Hardy. Yeah, and he didn't keep this up for too long. He kind of scaled back. So how much longer do you think Ambrose can keep this up?
0: Um, he is currently twenty eight, I think. Really? Yeah. Sometimes
1: wrestlers are sneaky old.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, the former Shield Reigns, Rollins, and Ambrose are all under thirty. I think Reigns is the oldest. I think Reigns is twenty nine. Yes, but if you would have asked me two minutes ago,
1: how would I have thought they would? Have, I would have said they were all either twenty five or twenty six.
0: Oh, man, that'd be nice. I mean, that would be. Imagine what we would see from those guys now. You know, at that age. I mean, when they were you know really on the indies, but. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Ambrose is like 27 or 28, 29, something like that. I think he's got maybe another, I think, two years of of that uh, reckless uh, style. But at the same time, I think two years is way too long for his development as a performer.
1: Because two years at reckless style is actually like eight years on your body.
0: Well, that and... There's going to be a point where he's not going to get taken seriously as a as a wrestler, as a guy who can be a main event type of guy.
1: I don't know. I mean, I just brought uh, Jeff Hardy, and it eventually came to fruition for him yeah. later in his career. It might take longer than either one of us would like to see, but I think he's has the talented to be the number
0: one guy. Oh, no, I, I do too. I mean, I, I'm a big Dean Ambrose fan. I, I really, really enjoy what he does. Um, but I think if, if you put them in too many more of these matches, these gimmick, gimmick matches, gimmick. then it's just going to kind of you know wear thin on on the crowd.
1: Yeah, because it's the same thing that happened back in the '90s. They kept having these. It was a it was a chair match and a ladder, and then table. Then it was TLC, and those guys jumping off of 15 foot ladders into each other off the tables, and that was great, and every year you just wanted more and more and more, and eventually it's like, well, we, what's there left to give? We can't give you any more except these guys' lives, so we have to scale back. And I feel like the same thing with Dean Ambrose. It's gonna be so much. It's gonna be. We want more. We want you jumping off of this and throwing this and putting a tube. It's like mankind having a two by four
0: on fire, swinging it. It's like he can't keep that up. How would you like to wrestle in the first ever Russian roulette match? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he... he I don't know. They're, they're just not utilizing this guy, I think, to his full potential. He's a lot better than than these types of matches he's being uh, booked in. Mm-hmm. But and and also and because of that because of the mishandling of Dean Ambrose I guess this is a good way to put it I've got Harper winning this match
1: You got Harper winning Yeah I so thought you were going to use Ambrose I was like oh, I'm switching on you But uh man I really don't want to agree with you again So I'm going to pick Ambrose to win
0: Okay. Oh wow! I, didn't think you were gonna, I thought you were gonna pick Ambrose. No, I really thought you were picking Ambrose. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: we, you're, we're out thinking each other, "This is not good."
0: Yeah, <laughs> this is where we quit. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like it's just gonna be another case of mismanaging Ambrose, or you know, you know, poor booking once again for this guy. I mean, how long is it gonna take for them to get it right and and start pushing this guy? Closer to the top mm-hmm. than his current placement. So, all right. Yeah. Harper it is.
1: And Harper, another guy who's sneaky old. He's in his 30s, isn't he?
0: Yes, he is. Definitely. Um, speaking of Russians and Russian roulette and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, look at you. Master of transition. Oh, yeah. This us look at probably one of the Co-main events of the night. (laughs) Co-main? It's probably the co-main event. Uh, John Cena versus Rusev for the United States title. In a Russian chain match. The first ever Russian chain match on
1: Can you explain to our listeners and more importantly to me what exactly a Russian chain match is? It's a four corners match, essentially. Does that help? I hope everybody understands what that means.
0: Instead of being strapped to your opponent with like a... Like a leather strap or a rope, these guys will be chained to each other, and you have to hit all four corners uh, in a row mm-hmm. to win the match. So you got to incapacitate your opponent to, and then drag him around the ring, essentially, to hit the hit the corners and win the match. It's a great it's a great stipulation because no one is going to get pinned or submitted. So, you know, for whatever reason, you're not having to worry about, you know, about that, about making a guy look weak. But I'm really torn with this match, to be honest with you. Because I feel like Rusev doesn't need the United States title anymore
1: Mm
0: -hmm. to be, a, a, you know, a brutal monster heel. But at the same time, it just it just never feels right to lose, if you're a young guy and you're losing two pay-per-views in a row to John Cena. Agreed. But at the same time, even the biggest John Cena haters, I think for the most part, are in favor of what he's done with the United States title since he won at WrestleMania. Every week, SmackDown and Raw, he's he's uh, come out to the ring, and he started the the United States Championship Challenge or whatever, the U.S. Open Challenge. Yes. So you while you're guaranteed to lose the match, <laughs> you're still showcasing mid card guys in a lengthy match on television with the face of the the face of the company. And if you've watched any of this, you can you, you, you see how you, you said you haven't been keeping up, but he's faced Dean Ambrose, he's faced Stardust, he's faced Kane. Uh, Kane, really? <laughs> this past Monday.
1: Ugh.
0: And he's put on good matches with all of these guys. Stardust had a really good match, a really. Good, legitimate match with John Cena on Monday Night Raw two weeks ago. He lost, but it was still a good match. It was still competitive and really showcased what Stardust really has left. That he is still a tough performer for this company. Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose had a killer match with John Cena for the title the night after he won the title. And what's with this weird John Cena springboard stunner? I have no idea. He's trying to do something new, I guess. I mean, you know, I like the Hannah guy because I've I ripped him
1: before for just having his five moves of doom and it's all over. So he's trying something different. Um, I'm all for it. He's trying to get away from it. Yeah, so you go,
0: John Cena. You go, girl. But there's been, there's been some uh, rumblings that. A certain Texas rattlesnake isn't too keen on him using that move, because it's—they call it a stunner—and um, it's a little too close to the original Stone Cold stunner. Uh, there's talks of a uh, gimmick inf- potential gimmick infringement. Which well, when Stone Cold Steve Austin is jumping off of ropes and giving guys the stunner, then he can talk. Sure, and it's something that he'll never do again unless he comes back to fight at WrestleMania 32 in Dallas next year, he will never use that move again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see that. So, to see that kind of backstory. But, the thing about John Cena is that, yeah, you, it, you know, it's, it's a tired, wait, it's I'm a sorry, tired routine. is this for the title?
1: It is. Okay, that completely changes my <laughs> guess. It's a
0: tired routine yeah. that he's going to win, um, that he's gonna hold on to the title, you know, whatever. Uh, but at the same time, again, I don't think Rusev needs the title, but I think he need he doesn't need to lose. He needs to win, uh-huh. but he doesn't need the title, which which is ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Cause I agree with you. He's strong enough. He's a strong
1: enough heel to where he doesn't need to hold the title. But losing two pay per views in a row, it's just it it hurts his credibility. And in, in turn, a sport that has no credibility. <laughs>
0: And in turn, John Cena doesn't need the title, but the title needs need John, John Cena <laughs> to continue <laughs> with this US Open Challenge. It is nothing but confusion on top of confusion. It's it is an enigma
1: inside of a lie, inside a confusing question. For a fake scripted entertainment
0: program, it is mind-blowing the stuff that they do, uh-huh. the, the way they set these storylines. It's so effing confusing. music.
1: So um, let's cut the chase because I think we both have the same guy, Cena.
0: Cena. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's tough to see Rusev go through that again, uh, but it's good to see that they want. And this is something we, you and I, have always talked about, and a lot of everybody talks about is legitimizing I mean, these bring these prestige. secondary titles yeah. once again.
1: Kat, ask you a question. Can Rusev not lose any steam if he puts on a great match and still loses?
0: Uh, That's a good question. No, I no. I think any time you put on a good match, um, uh, the fans will always remember that.
1: Because uh, I can see, like, what they call smart, smart, you know, the internet savvy guys going, going walking out of the stadium or watching at home and be like, Rusev may have lost, but so he had a great match against Cena. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that being the tip of what they
0: take away. And that's what you want, really. You know, that's how you get over with the crowd.
1: Yep. Um, Next
0: one. All right. Uh, This is a tough one, man. Uh, Because there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding this match. Uh, We're talking Daniel Bryan versus, versus Bad News Barrett for the Intercontinental title. But... Is the Intercontinental title going to be defended? We have no idea. We have no idea because last week during the European tour, uh, Daniel Bryan was sent home at the end of the tour because uh, they wanted to take a precautionary measure with him. He's still having – the rumor is that he's still having – If you want – I'm sorry, Darrell, but sure. if you want to take
1: a precautionary measure with a guy who just neck, had neck surgery, you know what you don't do? You don't send him on a plane for an 8 for eight, ten-hour flights across the
0: ocean. Twice. Don't do that. Twice. <laughs> Twice. Go in there and back. <laughs> yeah. That's how you protect him. Um, yeah, he's still struggling with his neck injury. Do we have any uh, particular uh, details about what's going on? There's just weakness, pain. Uh, I think it's pain. And there was a rumor that he had concussion-like symptoms, but the company has continue to deny that. Um,
1: oh, if he just has pain, you better just strap up that bike and get in there, boy.
0: Right. And he is still listed on the website, you know, as as a participant in the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, but they could very well pull the match. I mean, if he, if he can't perform, then there's no way they're going to risk this guy again. Risk injuring this guy again. And this is this is terrible. Mm-hmm. All right. And I've talked about this with you on air, off air, everywhere. I'm not necessarily the biggest Daniel Bryan fan in the world. Oh. Gas are heard across the nation. I really enjoyed the Yes Movement of 2014 that culminated in him being forced into the World Heavyweight title match, the main event of WrestleMania, and winning the title at WrestleMania. It was incredible. Um,. Uh, it was unfortunate that he got injured after winning the title having to give up the, the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. And then this year, he comes back. Fans try to force him into the main event again, which failed, thankfully. And it just it didn't sit well with me.
1: And Can I, I ask the question? Yeah. So you don't like that the fact that the fans – Try to push Daniel Bryan to the main title, right? Uh, this year. But you were okay with fans clamoring and turning the New Day heel, correct?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I mean. What's the
1: difference? Uh, they are two.
0: They're on two different planes, man. I mean, Daniel Bryan is a much higher stage at this moment, the stage at this point in his career. Whether he's fighting for the World title or for the Intercontinental title. He's on a higher stage than the New Day. The New Day is they can be uh, an I'm entertaining. I just, just want to know what's the difference between people
1: uh, casting their opinions in both situations, because one you liked and one you didn't like. And to me, it's the same thing. People seeing something that they don't like, they're on on the quote unquote on the field product and complain about it, to get it changed.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I mean. Cause I don't, I don't have to like every single thing that they're doing or that the fans are wanting. I wanted Daniel Bryan, not in the world every picture immediately, but I want the new day to turn heel. And there's really no rhyme or reason for that. It's just how I'm feeling. And if it's hypocritical, that's fine. I own up to that because we're all hypocrites, whether you want to believe it or not, there's always something we all make at least one hypocritical decision in life, and there's no way around that because no one is perfect, and I will own up to that. Um, but that's just how I feel. And so, but, 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 I say that, and as much as I didn't want Brian in the, the title picture, I wish no man ill will, and that especially goes for this guy, to see him go through career-threatening injury is a huge bummer. And, man, it's not like I was happy that he was out with an injury. So there's no truth to the rumors that once you found out he was
1: heading home from the European (laughs) tour that you got down on your knees (laughs) and thanked the good Lord above?
0: Whatever dirt sheet was spreading those rumors, that's a vicious, vicious lie.
1: I'm just saying that's the word on the street.
0: (laughs) Streets be talking sometimes. Hands down. And that's not the way to... To uh, to put a guy on the back burner is an injury. That man, I felt, I feel horrible that he's going through this, man, because he is a good performer. Don't get me wrong, He is a good performer. It's not that I don't, it's not that I, you know, don't like him as a performer. It's just, you know, he's not my cup of tea at the moment. And so it's a, but it is a shame. It is a shame to see him go through this again, two years in a row. I agree. Um, it's the biggest shame in wrestling right now
1: I don't uh, know what that is but. I don't know either but it's hilarious uh, talk about your boy Sheamus Oh no, Barrett oh Barrett I'm sorry Name's Barrett
0: former champion oh, again this is another this is exactly like Rusev and Cena um, almost exactly like Rusev and Cena because here's the thing Barrett is a five time intercontinental title he has done nothing with those title reigns, and he will do nothing with the sixth title reign. He doesn't need the Intercontinental title anymore. In fact, they need to keep him away from the Intercontinental title, and they need to do something—either, either cut their losses with this guy, or really, uh, or really start to push this guy closer to the top away from the IC title because he's not going to do anything with the title
1: only he hadn't broke his arm oh yeah rather had his arm broken was like going on
0: two years ago Mm -hmm. and now is the time to do it because he's never because as you know as you know body image obsessed as Vince McMahon is reportedly Wade Barrett has never looked better in his entire career This guy has the look, at the moment, has the look of a top guy. He's never been in this kind of shape in his entire career, or in his entire run in WWE. Um, This guy has the charisma, he's got the talent, Uh, they just need to do something with him, Mm -hmm. other than the IC title. And so, but, and at the same time, it's kind of hard to see, see him lose the match. And at the same time, Daniel Bryan doesn't need the Intercontinental title, but again, the Intercontinental title needs Daniel Bryan because whether I like it or not, he is a top star. He is a top guy that the fans root for. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, again, uh, elevate the secondary titles, you need he needs to have the title right now. He, you know, the title needs him to be in his possession. Um, give me a percent
1: chance that this match doesn't even happen.
0: Oh boy, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 75%. I think they haven't, they haven't, uh, mentioned the match in a week or anything.
1: So, you're 75% chance it happens,
0: correct? 75% chance it doesn't happen. Oh, okay. Okay. Hi. And if it does happen, I got Brian winning the match.
1: I will say maybe 40-45% chance. Um, yeah, I got Brian too. I guess we're just going to a reading with you. <laughs> Seriously. It hurts my soul.
0: Well, they're kind of uh, telegraphing a lot of these. Mm-hmm. The, the outcomes. But uh, that could very well change, and it's still not going to take away from the fact that these should be pretty entertaining matches. Agree. Uh, oh, sorry, late night over here. True. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, We've got an interesting one. Is the kiss my ar kiss me arse match
1: oh have they learned nothing of course they have it's still a WWE they have learned nothing about nothing
0: between the newly turned heel Sheamus which is awesome
1: Mm. uh,
0: against Dolph Ziggler the show off loser has to get down and kiss the winner's butt (laughs) essentially why why we
1: did this man like six years ago why are we bringing this back? Um,
0: because Sheamus is trying to establish himself as a top bully heel. Um, there's, you know, you know
1: what doesn't make me think bully having another man kiss your butt. Sure does. No, that doesn't. That's that's a little weird to me. To me, a bully is supposed to beat up on a dude. Not having kiss his butt. No. Not literally having kiss his butt. Have this we not
0: watched enough episodes of The Simpsons to see swirlies and wet willies? And yeah, has there any? Has there been anybody
1: taking off their pants or, or dropping trial and having another man up in between his cheeks? No, no, no. Oh, this is, man! Every time that you think the there's either something, that you know, looking. Towards the future and positive, they do stupid stuff like this. The one thing I-, I have no I have no comment about this match except it is dumb. Whenever it comes in, I will not be watching. I will literally text you and ask you when the match is <laughs> over so I know when to go back to the WWE network.
0: Done. I think it it makes this match much more intense because who wants to. Who wants to lose? Nobody wants to lose this match. If any match, I don't even. Want, I wouldn't even be in this match. I
1: would just. I was full of CM Punk and say I'm going home. I, going I am home. a human being. I deserve more respect than this. That's why it's going to be hard fought. So you don't lose your respect <laughs> and your dignity. I mean, I've, I've already lost my respect. by being in this match <laughs> by agreeing to this. I've got shame winning this match. I don't care. I, really, okay? don't,
0: I really don't why, care. I,
1: I got you. I have America losing
0: this match. You were you were genuinely disgusted, and we're watching the Astros right now. Chris Carter just hit his first home run of the season. Uh, Today's May or April. <laughs> it, it seems like it. Jesus, Carter, you time traveling again? <laughs> April
1: twenty second, two two thousand fifteen. I tried trading for Carter. I got no response. <laughs> um, I don't care. Whoever wins, America loses.
0: Pretty much, I guess so. Uh, Okay, let's go to the main event. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton, the challenger, versus WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins. That will, that will never not be a mouthful. Yeah. Uh, this is a great, great first title offense for Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. This is a great opponent. This is in Kane. Like what? Last year was pretty ridiculous. Daniel Bryan defending the title against Kane. Uh, They couldn't have picked a worse first title defense for Daniel Bryan last year. And they've completely made up for it this year because this is probably the best guy to go up against Rollins right now. Um, Randy Orton is a legitimate threat to take the title. After one month as champion. And that's what makes it so interesting you know, because he is that good and he is that popular. There's a lot of stipulations to this match. Um, they Rollins and, and Orton uh, a few weeks ago had to each win a match on raw to uh, get a stipulation. For right. The match. Right. To, uh, you know, to have a stipulation enforced to, to their match so, Rollins went with banning the RKO. Sure, because if I can't have my finisher, you can't have yours either. And which was, you know, everybody says that probably the best part of WrestleMania, not much less the entire that match between Rollins and and uh, Orton at WrestleMania. A lot of people say that was the the absolute highlight of WrestleMania was that RKO that. Orton destroyed
1: Rollins with... uh, The best RKO you've ever seen. (laughs) And if you're listening to this, you've already seen it. Oh, yeah. Um, And what was Rollins'
0: stipulation? I mean, uh, Orton's stipulation. So Orton has, in an attempt to keep the authority out of the ring, Mm -hmm. which, yeah, that always works out well. Yeah. Yeah. uh, This is going to be a steel cage match for the title. No, nah, nothing wrong with steel cage matches. I like steel cage matches. Um, Always a, a crowd pleaser. Yeah, absolutely. And then they've also added Kane as the, what is he called? The guardian of the gate. The
1: gatekeeper for this match. Which means what exactly? He's going to be standing outside
0: opening the door for Rollins and smashing it in Randy's face could go the other way around. Uh, Since you have been watching the past few weeks, they have been uh, establishing friction between Rollins and Kane and the rest of the Authority. Uh, Rollins is playing the cowardly heel, the selfish, um, uh, ungrateful
1: heel. So this is going to turn into, you know, um,
0: Triple H, Stephanie him saying, we made you, we can destroy you. Uh, or Austin Kane saying Rollins is still our guy. He is still the future. Uh, you're the thing of the past. And so, they, and they, you know, they've hinted at a face turn for Kane, which is the last thing we really need at this mo- at this point. Uh, you know, pick a side and stick with it for this guy, for this guy and the Big Show. More flip-flopping with these guys in the twilight of their careers. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I again, I think it's be great match. I mean, these are two of the best performers in the company. Stakes are two of the most athletic
1: guys in the company as well. Yeah, I mean, Randy Orton has been along. A he's been here in the WD so long, you forget how uh, how much of an athletic freak that he is, and how far he's come. Yeah, he kind of. Holds back, you know, during you know Raw SmackDown, but when it comes to a pay per view, he can still put or on an A
0: plus show. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's why I love this matchup. Um, there's a lot of moving parts to the storyline, and it, it's, it makes it, it's, it's making it interesting.
1: Are you interested to see who wins? Oh, without a doubt, I think. I, but For me, this is my, the match I'm looking forward to the most, uh, followed by the Ambrose and Harper, Harper match. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, those will probably probably be two the, the two like most intense matches of the night. Um, and you know, this is, a, this is a card that has a Russian chain match. How oh, And uh, you know. Every incentive to win, to avoid kissing another man's butt. So uh, these these two matches—I mean, Ambrose and Harper—and then the world title match are going to be very, very intense. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Orton and Rollins is the best feud going on right now, Uh, you know, of the of these uh, of this card, of you know, this whole card, you know. Rollins agreed. and Orton are, uh, it's the best feud going.
1: So who do you got winning? I've got Rollins. Uh, Agree. Just because yeah. you can't take
0: the title off a guy one month in. There's no way, especially if it's his first title run. There's no way. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, and, I'm, and that's how it should be. I'm very, very happy to see Rollins continue with the title. So, all in all, I think it's a really good card. Mm -hmm. Again, as I said earlier, matches we've seen before, sure, no doubt. But they still seem... There's still something intriguing about each one.
1: Well, almost each one.
0: Except for the one that disgusts you to no
1: end. Oh, the (laughs) one that disgusts me and the one that bores me. Uh, so there'll be two matches. I'll need your help in coming back to the TV. Later. Sure. Um. Anything else, man?
0: Oh yeah. Uh, let's let's to talk to you about. Um. Any last minute surprises or changes or something like that? I mean, if you think about this card, this you know there's eight matches at, at least scheduled. Uh, that's pretty deep, and. That's pretty deep considering Ryback is missing, mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. Miz and Mizdow could very well be put in the put on the card uh, to you know, have a final payoff to this The best feud in wrestling was, or in the company, Miz and Mizdow, but they've managed to screw that one up since WrestleMania by putting them in matches on television, on Raw. Well, Quick two-minute matches. Well, if the Intercontinental
1: Championship match is canceled, I can see another match being put in place, but it's like I really don't see them adding anything because we're already at eight matches. I mean, they only have what three hours for the pay per view. Right, right. And I don't, I don't see them adding another match. And that's if anything, it's going to be like WrestleMania um, last year where they had to take away a match because one took them. They because remember they canceled the Divas match. And they also made the uh, Shield versus DX match a uh, squash match. Right. And I guess if, you know, something happens, one goes too long this year in Extreme Rules, I can see that happening. I don't think they're going to add a match unless it's on the pre-show.
0: Right, no, I, I don't think that they'll add one either, but it's just, man, it's pretty frustrating knowing that this is probably it for Miz and Miz down, uh until probably Monday Night Raw after. Um, these guys, their feud is has been, you know, Uh, has been burning for months now. And for it not to have a a payoff uh, in a match on a pay-per-view, is, I think it is is unjust. Um, Some would say that the the actual payoff was at WrestleMania when uh, Sandow eliminated The Miz. But I think an actual match on a pay-per-view, giving it enough time, is the right way to end the feud. and, And they screwed that one up.
1: Yeah, um, and Ryback, you know, that's a guy who, since he came back from injury, has been on fire. Yes, absolutely. He's been a hit with the crowd.
0: Because they, they they turned him back to a face. He was a terrible
1: heel. They turned not only a face, but he's an interesting face. Yeah. He's better on the mic than I ever expected
0: him. Oh, moment. yeah. And I it all has to do with that Jericho podcast that, uh, last year. You really got to. You really got insight as to who he, he is was, as a performer, yeah. as a man, and he was, you know, his story, his path to the main roster, to, to being a professional wrestler, is uh, really interesting. You know, it's interesting, and uh, uh, it's it's impressive, you know, that he's kept up with it, and so they, you know, and they're giving him a chance to to really. Uh, to show you know his true you know his true colors as a performer. Um, some other guys that are missing from the card, the Lucha Dragons. You know they had their too young, too young. Never, maybe next pay review. Missing, yeah, I, not I gonna, it's not gonna hurt missing them. True, but they do have a level of excitement that you know um, could really you know help make this, this pay-per-view pop a little more. Uh, and then Neville. Adrian Neville who was another... Same an thing with
1: Lucha Dragons. Dragons. Too young. I mean, they give up these pay-per-views um, tenure for the most part. They the guy, they need to work their way up. They need a couple more shows on Raw and SmackDown in order to make a pay-per-view. True. And
0: the, but the thing with the, the Lucha Dragons is that the advantage they would have over Neville is that because the tag team division is so weak, so thin that they could easily, you know, start a feud for a pay per view right away. Where Neville has faced different guys each week uh, with varying levels of success, and you, there's just really no, there's no feud for him right there's now. There's no fit for him, right? At least with the Lugia Dragons, you can say,
1: oh, they would fit in the uh, tag team match the pre-show. But for Neville, there's nowhere for him to be. And that's kind of scary at this point. Well, give us—oh man, I really can't say. Oh, give us some time, and WWE will come around and plan something because we've seen that fail time after time.
0: Absolutely, that's what's scary. That is, you know, it's really got people on edge. Um, And you know, I think, I think you know, eventually those guys will get there. You know, they'll make their debuts on pay-per-views, but they're. You know, one way to look at it as well is that they're uh, they haven't they're not going to be as hot as they are now in a month. I think. I mean, people are really excited that these guys are back or up on the roster. Um, so there was a, you know there could have been a chance to capitalize on that, but um, hopefully their their performances you know will continue to uh, impress the crowd and and you know prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong.
1: It was still time.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But, uh, still looking forward to this pay-per-view. I like the matches. Um, and they could always... Did you say I don't like the matches? I do like the matches. Okay, make sure. And they could always, you know, throw a swerve in there, here or there. Uh, Bray Wyatt could be inserted into just about any of these feuds. Um... Who knows? But he's a guy that they need to start putting on pay-per-views consistently. Uh, this is like the third time that he's, like, skipped out on a pay-per-view and since he's been up. Well, maybe they're just holding him back
1: uh, after that loss to the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. They have something planned for him. and just, They're just doing a slow boil. There's bar, some, sorry. some
0: rumors of, of his next opponent, but we'll see we'll save that from that time huh? sure um we good with wrestling yeah, yeah it's it's good to get you know to talk about it
1: okay I'm anything else you would like to talk about anything you're doing you know as far as the writing has come
0: along anyway. uh I'm gonna take a look at I'm probably gonna go ahead and take a look at the Rockets as the playoffs continue mhm uh, we haven't really had a chance to talk about basketball, so we haven't really been following the playoffs as much. But you know, I think I know enough about the Rockets to to have an opinion, to form an opinion on them, though, uh, even if it is brief. Uh, so that'll be coming down the pipe sometime soon. Okay. Uh, but until then, we appreciate all the love and support, all the mm-hmm. downloads.
1: Listening to us ramble for an hour and 15 minutes.
0: Yep. We're on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Search us uh, at 288C. We're on Twitter. I'm at ant underscore Garcia
1: 288. I am at DQ327 and follow the main site at 288 underscore. That's it. That's it. That's all we got to say. All right. So, for Anthony, I'm DeQuincey. Maybe, maybe.